Welcome to the Young Money Podcast with Ross Moran. This episode of the Young Money Podcast is brought to you by More Time Financial, a financial planning, money management, and financial education business helping young Australians to make smarter decisions with their money. today's episode of the Young Money Podcast, I share with you a chat that I had with a friend of mine, Ruben Bagola. Ruben is currently the director and partner of a Gold Coast accounting firm named New Wave Business Solutions. After spending seven years working for a small accounting practice on here on the Gold Coast, Ruben was fed up with the traditional ways that accountants were doing business and the way they were servicing their clients. Ruben and his team currently are trying to change the way that accountants interact with their clients and delivering much needed value through the use of technology and cloud-based accounting software. Be sure to listen throughout the episode where Ruben shares what it takes to have a successful business and what he sees as some of the common pitfalls and challenges that small business owners come across and how you can potentially avoid them. Hope you enjoy the episode. My name's Ruben Begola. I am uh, 27 years old and I own an accounting practice here on the Gold Coast in Broadbeach Waters. You want to start things off by maybe giving us a success story from one of your recent clients or a, maybe a good business case that you've worked on that's, that's been, a, been a success? Okay. Success story. So recently, let's, let's have a think. So um, we actually brought on a new clients probably only a few months a couple months ago um they'd been with their their prior accountants for i'd say like the last five five ten years um and they came to us and what we do is we always do like an initial review with any new business that we take on and the review is not just for tax we do it like a holistic approach review and have a look at everything from their structuring um asset protection of course their 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 tax itself and even looking at the the whole family as a whole to see um you know how we can do things a little bit better um so they came in had uh, sat down i said look can you just give me um, your last two years' uh, tax returns, financial statements? I'll review them because uh, um, you're allowed to, if you're a small business, you know, anywhere between two to four years, go back and actually amend any um, errors and, and those sort of things. Anyway, we did that, figured out that the accountant had been doing a few things wrong, and we saved them in one hit 120 grand. 120? Uh, 120,000 bucks. In one hit, so that just basically made their made their year already. So you know they were behind 120k at this point in time, and we only we only changed two years, so we couldn't go back any further. Yeah. But it was just you know like that's the power of correct structuring and I guess you know seeing someone that you know is looking a little bit deeper than just getting that tax return done and, and then seeing you next year. So that was a really big win for both of us because for us that's a really, um, I guess it's a really good um, testimonial. I Definitely. Yeah, that's huge. So, so that's a really, that was a really good one for us. So it's fair to, fair to say they came on board as a client then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. There's probably a misconception in terms of what an accountant actually does or in your case you kind of fall into accountant slash business advisor. So... Can you explain in the simplest terms what you actually do as an accountant and business advisor? Yeah, most definitely. Look, in most cases, when you ask someone, whenever we go out to parties, um, they ask us what we do and we say, look, 
I'm an accountant. And they're like, oh, you must love numbers and you must love doing tax returns. Um, I think that's the most stereotypical judgment of what an accountant is. But a lot of people actually don't know. There are so many different types of accountants. Um, you know, you've got your auditors, you've got your forensic, you've got your lawyers, your tax lawyers. So lawyers that have just gone down in the tax like We, we actually um, focus on uh, small business uh, advisory in the public practice area. So, um, yes, we do tax, but that's just one of the aspects that we focus on um, within our business. A lot of it is directed to... Um, to small businesses so what we do whether it's a you know a new startup or someone that's fully established we sit down and we go through all of their um, basically their whole life we, we, we lay it down on paper and figure out the best way of how they can achieve their goals whether it be their business goals personal goals and put it all together so it's probably not what a lot of people um, think of when they think accountant um, you know, um, we do a lot of business planning and structuring and working with business owners to get where they want to be. Yeah. So that's that. That's you know our accounting business in a nutshell. So mm. not 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 just tax. Yeah, exactly right. It's not just you know looking at the tax and and a lot of people come to us and they're like, oh, I bet you can save a lot of tax in your refunds. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, on your tax returns, sorry, you can get a lot of refunds, but um, I think a lot of them don't realise that businesses don't really get refunds in the sense because they're always paying because they never have someone holding tax for them. Yeah. So. so why is it important, especially obviously from a um, small business owner perspective, why is it important to have, have a good accountant on board as part of their team? I think it's important to have, a, like you said, a good and reliable accountant on board because there are so many accountants out there that... Um, are stuck in their ways of just, um, I like to call it the pump and dump. So basically get as many clients as they can, do the tax return, see them once a year and basically just churn. And those accounts, yes, they make a lot of money, but I wouldn't necessarily call them the good accountants or the accountants that you want on your team. So, um, you know, for us, it's more about being a part of your teams and working together because we know that if we work with you and you grow big, we sort of, you know, come along with that journey with you and, and have that long-term success with you. So why is it important to have a good accountant? Because you will understand exactly where your business is heading. Um, you have uh, basically someone that you can bounce ideas off and ask questions when you're stuck. Um, this day and age, the accounting industry is changing a lot because of software and technology and and it's really um, changing the scene of what, what an accountant is and should be. So no longer do we look at historical figures anymore um, where we see then, you know, after 30 June, we're always at that present point in time trying to figure out what's going on with the business. So having a good accountant, I say that the most beneficial thing is just understanding your business in a real, at a real time uh, in a real-time basis and making the right decisions when you need to. That's, that's, that's the benefits of having a good accountant. And do you think with the, the software, having that real-time data, being able to see things at your fingertips, that's what's putting the pressure on those, maybe those old-school accountants that are reluctant to change, where like you come in, having that data, having that software, you can say, right, this is what's happening right now, whereas the old-school method, as you said, wait till 30 June, all right, let's fix up the issues and we'll see you next year. 
Yeah, most definitely. Look, that method was fine, but the problem was that is that that problem with that is that you wait six months to find out that you could have closed the business down or or um, pivoted in, the, in a different direction to make your business work. And sometimes, in most cases, it's too late. You know, you're you're sitting in a sixty to a hundred thousand dollar loss when you shouldn't have been. You know, maybe your tax debts just gone wild, and these are the things that you would never have been able to see unless you had an accountant that was continuously. Um, doing your work and back in the day that that probably wasn't feasible in terms of cost otherwise you'd have to sure. have an internal accountant but yeah definitely definitely a big change and what's what's one of the most unique businesses that you've worked with so far unique businesses hmm we, we get a lot of um businesses that are in the app and um i guess e-commerce space and yep. a lot of them are fairly um unique in terms of what they're trying to create. Um, you know, in terms of apps, we have um, guys within the um, cryptocurrency space um, yep. trying to, you know, be in that bubble and, and, and yep. create something new and different. And, you know, in the e-commerce space, we have guys creating all these crazy products and um, thinking of ways to just, re- you know, really be um, unique in that market space as well. And what's following on from that in terms of, on the business train of thought, what's like some of the most common issues you find in a business? I said, I would say cash flows um, with a growing business is one of the most common issues, not being to identify what cash is actually the owners, what cash is the businesses, what cash is the ATOs. So yep. that's something that clients really, really struggle with. And it gets to the point where it's just gone out, got, uh, gotten out of control that, you know, we have to, it's a process to get back to that place where they need to be. Um, it also like, uh, causes a lot of, I guess, roadblocks to, to grow. For example, we, had an e- we have an e-commerce client. Um, they're doing extremely well. And, you know, they're, they're up to that stage where they can really grow, go international. But the problem is all of their money is stuck in purchases who want to pay them in 60 days. Yeah. So on paper, they look like they're making a lot of money. So they're making a lot of money. But um, if they want to grow, they need a, fa- a facility to get extra cash flow to buy more stock and, and to send it out. So um, a lot of people don't realise that just because you have profit, doesn't necessarily mean you have cash in the bank so that's one of the that's a really big issue another issue i guess is clients um not understanding the value of proper advice so i just did a video on this and hopefully i'll release it in a couple of weeks and it's about um you know the the three main reasons why you shouldn't listen to your best mate um about (laughs) tax advice so that's something i thought you know we always get that everyone comes in and says says hey look my friend bill he just told me that um you know he's got a a trust structure and he's doing this and that and for some reason they don't listen to the accountant uh, or don't seek advice and next thing you know they've done it and it just ruins their whole structure in general so that's one of that's a big issue that we see look i can go into the smaller things like bookkeeping and and you know not keeping receipts but I think, um, you know, those two issues are, are things that we always see popping up yep. with clients. So, yeah, I have to deal with that a lot. I bet you do. <laughs>
And following up from that, is there some things that you see that makes a business successful? So there's the common factors besides maybe good cash flow and having mm. an accountant. Is there anything that makes a business successful that, that you see on a regular basis? The things that I see with, with, with business owners, if, if, they're, if they're in a team, let's say, I, I think that something that really, really makes them successful is having a solid team that they know that they can all rely on each other, basically, whether it be employees or other stakeholders in the business or other directors or whatever it is, they have a really, really good relationship with each other. The ones that don't work are the ones where you have, uh, well, not necessarily don't work, they just, you can see that there's a lot of pressure. Those, those, business owners that take everything on themselves. They're doing absolutely everything. Um, you know, they're the cleaner and, the, and, and the, the marketer and everything at the same time. And I know we all go through this, but yeah. it's the ones that don't want to, I guess, shift and and let go are the ones that are struggling the most. In terms of success as well, the, the, the clients that we see that actually understand their statements, their financial statements, then they're regularly, um, they're even coming back to us saying, hey, they're, they're jumping onto QuickBooks or Zero and saying, hey, what's this mean? Um, you know, why is this in a loss here or what's this um, figure over here? Those are the guys that are really onto it and watching their figures um, every single week. Some even watch it daily. Um, to see what's happening. And those are the ones that are really, really, you know, leveraging off cloud software to make their business go into the right directions. Because if they see that, you know, sales today were lower, they're going to figure out, well, why was it lower? And let's do something about it. So, um, And do you think yeah. that, that financial empowerment like with your clients, obviously you're empowering them to take, take ownership because obviously you're, you're advising mm. them, but it's their business. And I think that must be a, a big difference now that, or a different way of doing things where rather than I sit here as the advisor, I know everything and you're beneath me. Mm. Rather, all right, let's empower you so you can do it and I'll be here to help you when you need it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. Look, the, the, the feedback that we've had is that they've ne- uh, our clients have never been so confident um, running their business. Most of, the, uh, most of the time, like prior, if they were older clients and they came to us, most of the time they were always... Um, within that mindset of, oh, am I am I on time with my my bass? Is my yeah. GST on time? Where's my tax at? Can I touch that money in the bank? It, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And you know these clients are walking around with such high confidence that they can make decisions when they need to. So if they're in a meeting and they figure out there's an opportunity somewhere, they don't have to necessarily come back to us and say, okay, well, do I have the money for this? A lot of like a lot of them know. Yeah. Just then and there that, you know, what their figures are. I suppose the follow-up to that is the financial literacy. So you mentioned the, the business that are successful, they understand the statements you're giving them. They, they're, they're in touch with the cash flow business, of the side of the business, which is so important. What's your view on the financial literacy? Obviously, in Australia, it's, it's pretty poor. What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think the younger generation are getting better. They, they're getting more involved because of, I, I honestly think, cloud software. They're, they're trying to do it themselves and it's not until that point where accountant steps in and says, hey, you've been doing it wrong, um, that they realise, okay, well, maybe I should ask how to do it properly. And a lot of our clients are actually wanting to try things themselves. Yeah. Um, we're very open to that. My approach is, hey, look, I know you could probably have a bookkeeper accountant down the track and do your books for you and do your best for you, but what if we teach you how to do it and guide you you understand it 
And when it gets to that point where you're too big, at least you know why it's there. And that approach that we've been taking, we've done that since we started and we've found that clients, um, one, they ask less questions, yeah. um, which is not always good, but it's, it's good in the sense that, you, can, you know, they're confident. And, and I guess, two, they, they know that when they look at the figures, um, they, they know exactly what they're looking at. So it's something that I think that, you know, should be taught a little bit more in any sort of course or even in, 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 in high school in general, if there was a business course teaching these sort of things, it would, it would be unreal. So what else besides, besides taking a, more of a, a forward and active approach in your clients' businesses, what else are you doing differently at, at New Wave that are, that's kind of challenging that stereotype of an old, boring accountant? Yeah, okay. Um, look, we're really uh, heading down to social media in terms of us internally where we're really trying to make a stand within the social media space. 2018 is going to be hopefully a big year for us. I listen to a lot of Gary V and yep. he's a big inspiration of mine. So, um, you know, re- reading his book at the moment and it's just given me a lot of um, planning to do. So 2018, we're hopefully going to get, come out with um, heaps of content and not just you know, boring content but hopefully um, valuable content that people can use without having to pay for it. So we're, I think we're really going to try and shake it up a little bit and I don't think some accountants are going to be happy about it because we're going to be giving a lot of free content out, yeah. um, which is you know, the, the, something that we um, think we can do and still retain clients because we're giving out a, a bit of value out there. So, yeah, really hitting that social space. That's our goal for this year. Excellent. Um, but, yeah, so we are going to try and target and go niche and instead of going, you know, like the ocean-wide approach, we're going to go a mile deep yep. into certain niches. And I, I think I've spoken about it a few times. We, we're, we're doing e-commerce um, construction and the hospitality industry. Those are three industries that we target heavily um, and we're starting to become, you know, experts to a certain extent in, in, in those fields. So um, that's something a little different that we're doing as well. And what, what does your team look like around you at the moment at, at New Wave? We currently have, there's 12 of us at the moment. So Perry and myself are the directors here. And we've got uh, recently just put, uh, put on a mortgage broken arm. One person in there, I think we've got three, three accountants at the moment, three bookkeepers and then the rest of admin stuff and one market, one digital marketer actually. Yeah, it's getting to that stage where, um, you know, culture is a really big thing for us as well. So making sure it's, and it's difficult as most small businesses probably um, appreciate that running running staff is, is super difficult. Be, be there for everyone, make sure you say the right things and, and make sure that there's a culture yeah. um, within the business, which is, which is something we're really trying um, super hard to work on. But, yeah, that's our team at the moment. Taking a little bit more of an approach in terms of you and uh, you and the business, so how long have you been running New Wave for? I actually started New Wave in 2014 as a bookkeeping business solely. It was just my, uh, myself. I actually had a friend that was doing it with me. He pulled out pretty early. I just kept going because I was a manager at an accounting practice at the time. For me, I was quite young. I think it would have been, I would have been 24 
and I was trying to get clients and I found it super difficult. New Wave was a, like a, a way in for me to get into clients, you know, let me do your little keeping work and I'll show you what I can do. And that's basically how I started drawing it. So then two years, two and a, about two and a half years ago, um, I started New Wave full-time, quit my full-time job, yeah. um, changed it into an accounting practice um, with bookkeeping. And yeah, so since then I started, it was just by myself working out of my, my home office which is a room actually. Yeah. And and then slowly, slowly Perry um, you know, Perry came on board and we got an office here in Broadbeach. Um, it was only Perry and myself and we decided, you know, let's turn it into a share office uh, to save a bit of money and, and um, do what accountants do and and uh, yeah, be stingy and save money. <laughs> save money. But yeah, so we're up to that point now where you know we've ta- changed it completely. It's no longer a share office, and it's just our team in here, which is it's, it's really good. You said you're a manager at a, an accounting practice, mm. and you were there for for a number of years. I assume out of out of university. Yeah, straight out of uni. So I was, that was the first place. Um, basically, my first full time accounting job. Um, I think I was there for nearly seven years. Okay. Yeah, we've been at. Seven or six, six years, yeah, something like that. And as you said, worked your way up from obviously a graduate up to be managing managing that business or that practice. Yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much just worked work long hours. Um, it was a different sort of um, practice because um, something that we've changed here. I was doing a lot of filing, scanning, and doing all those sort of jobs at the start, which is fine because I learned everything. Yeah. Um, but in this day and age, we don't have like you know, the cloud and all those sort of things now. So we, our guys, always tell them, you know, back in my day, um, <laughs> you know, I was scanning and yeah, they yeah. don't have any of that stuff now. But yeah, no, yeah, definitely. So I worked my way up and. Yeah, yeah. I think I, you know, I did have a chance to um, work my way up to partner there, but I just decided to, um, you know, just take that leap and um, try and do it myself. You know, my my mind, I thought, well, you know, what if I fail, then I'll come back. If I, and, and you know, in this day and age, the, the barriers of entry to being whatever business you want is so much lower. Um, I feel. You know, I don't have those huge startup costs because of all the software online and all those sort of things. And that was just a huge decision for me to say, okay, let's give it a go. Yep. And, and, and yeah, you know, if it works out, it does. And if it doesn't, then just stand up and keep going. So yeah. what, what was that? What was the main reason that you wanted to start your own? Was there something that in the back of your mind you knew you wanted to do it on your own, like from the beginning or something happened? To be honest, I read a book. There was a book. It was a, you wouldn't know, just an accounting book. Um, and it was a guy who was trying to change the industry. He's huge now. He's all over the world. He had multi, multi-million dollar business. This guy's made just off this. Um, but basically, um, I read his book and I, it just started to get me thinking of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to achieve and whether this place that I was currently at had that same mentality and mindset as I did. And um, I didn't think it did. It was very traditional, which was fine. You know, it was very profitable business as well. You know, I think we're at that, that stage, you know, they got up to about 40 staff at, in that stage, but it just wasn't the, it just wasn't a business that I looked at in five or 10 years and saw myself being happy in basically. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big change in my life. And obviously you said taking that, that leap, that was obviously a big, big decision. Huge decision because, you know, when you're, when you're, um, when you're sort of younger and we had a house at that time too, 
and you know just leaving and going out with basically you know minimal clients yeah and I'm, I'm, th- like, I'm talking like you know not even enough to 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 live off yeah. um yeah it's, it's scary it's scary but at the same time i think you have to do it if it's something that you truly believe in and and, and you want to you know go for it's the best time to do it. I, I honestly think the ages between 20 and 30 are the best time, is the best time to try and do, you know, the most riskiest things that you can do because you have so much time to recover. So over the last, how long has it been? Four, four years? Yeah, um, since I started, yeah. Yeah, four years. So work-life balance over that, over the last four years, is there, has there been any? Look, like we do go land trips and, and um, we, you know, we've been overseas a couple of times. Some of it was from work. Probably half of it was for work, actually. We do, I, do, I do try to um, have a little bit of work-life balance in a sense. Like, you know, I like to keep fit and go to the gym and hang out with my mates. I never forget about hanging out with mates and family yep. uh, and my family. Um, but for me, that term work-life balance I don't know. I don't really take it on board as much as other people. I think that, you know, if work, work is my life, basically, I try to fit it all in together and not, not really so much balance it. I do what I like, basically, because I, yeah. I love doing it. Um, so, you know, if I work, you know, on the weekend, I'm doing it because I love doing it. And as long as, you know, it fits in with my, my girlfriend and, and my family and all those sort of things, then yeah. um, I'm not so much about that work-life balance. It's about what I love doing more so. So there is a lot, I have to say, there is a lot of work. Like I'll go home, I'll go home and I'll start watching videos on how to do marketing and those sort of things. And I know some people will probably go home and watch Netflix. I'll, I'll go home and watch a Gary Vee episode followed by, you know, maybe a bit of Tony Robbins inspiration and then something like that. And then, and then that's my night basically. And in the morning I'm super pumped. Um, you go to bed with your, your mind just racing. At a thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I absolutely love doing that and continuing to just learn and just, and just try and um, you know, try as many different things as I can. So this is next question is something I like to ask all the guests that come on the Young Money podcast, and it's probably fitting that I ask an accountant this question, but mm. what does money mean to you? For me, okay, there's a few things that it actually means to me. Um, in my mind, I always, um, you know, at the start, of, I sat, I thought to myself, like, well, why am I doing this in the first place? And one, because because yeah, I love doing it. I want to. I love business. It's not so much the accounting side. I don't come here and I say, "Well, I love accounting." I love business, basically. Yeah. Um, so, um, in terms of money, what does money mean for me? It's 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 freedom, basically financial freedom. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, money. Uh, you know, I hate having money. It's just one of those. Um, you know, uh, things that everyone talks about. But I love having money, to be honest. Yep. Um, for me, I can do the things that I will be able to do with it, from starting businesses, helping other people. That's my goal. I don't buy much for myself at all. It's not one of those things where, you know, if I made a million dollars, then I'd go out and buy um, you know, a Ferrari and you know, a nice suit and walk around. I'm more, okay, if I've got a million dollars, what am I going to do it? do with it to make it grow even bigger or give it back. So those are the two things I want to do. I want to give it back in terms of helping my family first. I've got a big family and I want to help as, as many of them as I can, whether it means I start a business for them or just help them in general. And then I want to give back to the community in some way. Um, and then for myself, I want to build a legacy. That's what I want to do um, and building businesses that people, you know, and, and get that. Like, I want to be 
I like respect as well and being able to pass that down to someone else is something that I'd, I'd want to do. And I think that takes money. Any final tips to leave listeners with? Any business tips or business insights? Okay, I guess for startups, the biggest tip is to, to really, uh, I guess, calculate where your best investment is in terms of advice, right? So you can buy so many different expenses in your business, but not all of them are necessarily something that will help your business grow or as an asset. So be very careful. It's okay to spend money, but spend it on the right things. So I always think legal, you know, financial advisors, accountants, as much as people say, you know, they're the most expensive things you can go to, um, they're probably the best in terms of growing your business itself. Yeah. Um, with the right advice, the right team, um, it already puts you, you know, two or three steps ahead of your competitors or anyone else in your field because you're doing the right thing. Whereas it might take this other person a couple of years to figure that out. And I guess if I bring it back to an account, what accountants do, tax-wise, <laughs> um, my biggest piece of advice, and I learned this from, I just had a mind blank, he's from Shark Tank, the IT guy from Brisbane, will come back to me. But anyway, he said... The biggest piece of advice that I, it was actually from him, he said, never spend a dollar to make 30 cents. Yep. So if you think about that one and hold that tight, just don't start spending it's just a safe tax unless yep. you really need to. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, great point. Mm. And um, where can people go to find you online? Perfect. Okay. So our website is www.new-wave.com com.au we're also on facebook um we're on instagram we've got a twitter account so if you're anywhere on there you'll be able to find us on the um, and we're located here on which waters and gold coast so feel free to just call anytime excellent all right thanks for being on the young money podcast perfect thanks mate appreciate it enjoyed this episode of the young money podcast make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest episodes and feel free to leave a like comment and share it with a friend